0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I love this time of year and I like it because it's got expectations. There's a a, a time of, of kind of trying to figure it out. Not everybody is already burned into their rhythms of 2023 this week I came to work on Tuesday the third fired up and ready to go only to find out to my chagrin that school wasn't open that day and the campus was quiet it was kind of nice provided an opportunity to hit 2023 run and to, to figure things out and put things in order in order to get up and get after it. Having completely got it figured out and that's okay we have we have some time before we burn into the routine of the coming year. And it's interesting, isn't it? You sit in the past a little bit. Reflect and meditate on where we've been. and The things we've undergone. The people we've gained in our lives. The people we've lost in our lives. The, the incidences. The things that have affected the world. Or maybe just something quietly that's affected your heart, then we get to sit this morning in this beautiful place, what a marvelous thing, a place that when you come into, when you step into this sanctuary, your your heart automatically kind of opens, and you begin to think things, and perceive things, and hear things, and be with people that perhaps you don't get to think, perceive, hear, or be near Any other time than just now. And being in this moment is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of life. And then the future. I don't have any prophetic utterances for the future. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know that the days are going to go until the Lord says there's no more days. And that the fuel to handle the future for Christians is hope. Past, present, and future, we're in it right now. And for a couple more weeks or days, we get to sit in this unique expectant time of year. And so the scripture from Isaiah chapter 60, especially the first two verses of the first six verses of the prophet, are beautiful for us to think about this morning. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you. His glory appears over you. I don't want to go too far into the past, but last night after I had my sermon put to bed and I was kind of ready to go after the the big funeral yesterday for Chuck Hoger, I I went out on a walk. And I got to watch the beautiful piece of, of the last light of the day going over the island of Catalina. And I don't know if you saw it last night, but... I I took a mental picture of the reds and the crimsons, a little bit of yellow and a little bit of clouds, but the beauty of the day gone by as the world goes around the sun and things just kind of come to an end. Sunset, the last bit of light before we deal with the darkness of the evening. Always a good opportunity to look back, to remember what we've done during the day as this season is a time to look back and be grateful for what we've done in our lives in the days gone by. It's powerful then to well up a sense of gratitude in our hearts, being reminded when we look back that God has been with us and not just with us kind of in an inert, passive sense, but even more that our Lord has guided His steps as he indeed promises in his word. Some of us make mental lists of the blessings that we have. I would offer that all of us make mental lists of the blessings that we've had. The moments of light that have popped through the darkness of the world. Some keep journals and at this season go back to those journals. Some keep notes on their smartphones. Still others have people who they love in their lives who say, Do you remember that thing with that deal when we were and we had and we were thinking and and God was good? All of those, so significant as we look back and see the hand of God working in each one of our lives, in the lives of, of, of our congregation, in the life of our nation. And God indeed overseeing and managing the affairs of the world and the universe. What we want to be careful of is, is not being lured into the past and fixating on that past in a, in, in a way that doesn't allow us to be grateful for it and get beyond it. We can get stuck in our own history Events that inflicted damages on us, pieces of unforgiveness, uh, offenses that mark our past can can, can keep us from moving into the future. We sit and ruminate on the things of the past and say, I can't press on and and I can't be content in this moment until it's all kind of figured out. Some even find energy in their lives from fixating on the past. Holding on to those past offenses, the past dysfunction, struggling to find wholeness because the past has been so painful. I'm reminded how useless a flashlight is if in a dark room or a dark place you put a flashlight behind you and say, wow, look at where I've been as you fall forward into the future. A flashlight is useless for going backward. The best use for a flashlight of course is going forward to shine forward and see exactly where we're headed and the hazards that are up a front and up ahead. But for just a moment this morning in this expectant time in this beautiful place with this word and promise of God we get to sit and reflect on the past and reckon it as the light of the world shines upon us and our history. For Jesus said, after healing a man who only knew darkness in his history, Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus, Jesus is the light that shines upon our past. He is the light that exposes The past, that marks the past, and that purifies us from the past. The essence of forgiveness is letting go of responsibility. Jesus takes responsibility for the broken pieces of our lives. Jesus takes responsibility for our wounds. Jesus takes responsibility for our sins removing the sins of the past, reckoning them at His cross, removing sin from us, binding up our wounds, physical and mental. And He remakes our lives in the light of His grace, gently taking us by the chin and moving us from the past into the light of the future, removing our eyes from the darkness and putting our eyes In the light of the future. Past, present, future. I love that. One of the the, the many blessings of the previous year for for me and and, and for my wife was going to these places. We get to read about Jerusalem and Bethlehem and Nazareth and all of those things. The wise men probably stood here. They put their gifts here. This is how it worked here. And, And it just made the Bible so real. And so the Scriptures come alive for us today that we don't deal with some sort of legend book of kind of, sort of, maybe happened. We as Christians deal with the reality of Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. How about that? On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And we're reminded that for the Magi, for the wise men, for all of humanity, there is knit into us by the virtue of creation, the need to worship something or someone. They saw the star. They headed to Jesus. When they got there, they worshiped. The essence of the Christian faith is the worship of Jesus. That's why you're here in this present moment, in your pew, in your space, with familiar hymns and scriptures that we've heard before, with people who love you, beside you, in this moment, the most important part of our ministry is what we're doing right now. The most important thing that we do as the people of God is join the wise men in worship of Jesus. All the other pieces of our ministry are subservient to worshiping here and now. And maybe that's why as we look in the past the the the, the, the pieces of the pandemic and the shutdown were so painful For those who are introverts, they looked and said, this is great. For those of us who are extroverts, we looked and said, oh, we're dying. And after a little bit of time, we all looked at one another and said, we need to be together. While online worship delivers fine content, it lacks the connection of community, the people connection. In-person worship across the nation is down over 40% from pre-pandemic. And while we're not quite that bad, we're close. Americans, humanity is called to worship. And everybody worships something or someone. And where we invest and sacrifice our time, our resources, our heart, that is where we worship. This morning, the the essence of faith is worship, and there's so two parts to our service. Not many of you brought gold or frankincense or myrrh this morning, but we're all here today in the legacy of the wise men for the sacramental piece of worship, to be connected to God in this service, that the hymns and the Word and the community leads us to to the divine and the holy, leads us out of the humdrum past and out of the lists of the future into, at this moment, a connection with God where past and future collide, and God delivers His grace and His love for you and me. We say, we need you. God says, I'm right here. We say we're hungry. God says, take and eat we say the darkness Lord the darkness and Jesus says arise and shine for your light is come." and in this present moment God comes to us to connect his grace and his love and his favor to our hearts and ignite the light of faith in our hearts and that second piece the 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 sacrificial piece I don't know about you, but rolling out of bed on Sunday morning, sometimes it's pretty rough. It's cold and dark. The days are short and the nights are long. When the bed is warm and the coffee is cold, sometimes it's tough to roll out of bed. But there's a sacrificial peace to following Jesus because only in sacrifice is there love. Only in dedication is there connection. And so we offer our bodies, our souls, our time, our offerings, our prayers, our hopes, all gathered together in community in this moment so that our hearts and lives would be redirected from darkness to light. Arise and shine in this moment. Human beings are made to worship. And you have chosen this morning, like the wise men, to come and worship jesus past and present and future here we go flashlight in a dark place brings light and allows the user to know where they're headed perhaps the greatest invention that i use every day is the flashlight on my iphone i use it every day i get up before the sun i'm usually the first one up in the house and the flashlight keeps me from stepping on the dog. It keeps me from stepping on toys. It keeps me from spilling my coffee. It, 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 it's not a lot of light, but it's enough to light up the coffee maker and get me the right coffee instead of the gross kind. And because I have that little light, I don't kick the chair by the table in the dining room anymore. The light lights the way. That little light on my iPhone is convenient, bright, and good to go. I love that part of my cell phone because it lets me look ahead and not crash into stuff. Did you notice the sunrise this morning? God saw fit to bring the sun over the Santa Ana Mountains this morning. And as beautiful as the sunset was, the sun rose with a sense of expectation and hope to it. It was just beautiful this morning. Yellows and pinks and a little bit of clouds. And everything so green on the ground from the marvelous rain that we got over the last week. And those words of Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 and 2. Arise and shine for your light has come. I said a moment ago I don't have prophetic utterances for you. I am glad that God saw fit to give us a speaker of the house. That's one thing checked off of our to-do list for 2023. But I'm reminded more than any political thing that the promises that the light of Christ will continue to shine. And there's always hope. For as sure as gratitude illumines our past, hope shines light into the future. The hopeful light of faith dispels the darkness of doubt. The hopeful light of Jesus shines across the shadow of sin. The hopeful light of the Son of God warms our hearts. It shows us the way. And it leads us, hopefully, into the challenges and the joys of a new year. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. For your light has come. In the name of Jesus, the light of the world. Amen.